0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. When it comes to the relationship between employee and boss, there is one thing that is always in a very fine balance, always in a state of flux. And the management of this determines the effectiveness of that boss as a leader. Control. An effective boss may guide the employees, provide support and encouragement, and in doing so, they have controlled the direction their team goes in, but without using any force or aggression. Unfortunately, many employers are desperate for control, and in that desperation, they choose to enforce strict rules and structure. Often, these are overreaching and go beyond the lines of decency, resulting only in inciting fear and distress and eventually pushing employees away altogether. A boss using negative forms of control may do so because they feel inadequate or out of their depth. And that's understandable in a way, but it's still not acceptable. But some will do so because they have their own secrets to hide. Corruption and illegality make pretty good reasons to control employees. After all, if you're off balance and scared, you may not even realise what else your boss has been up to. That's exactly the situation Eliza found herself in when she started her first marketing job fresh out of uni. I'm Sam Blacker, and you're listening to I Work With A Nightmare.
0: So uh, my best mate from uni at the time, she just got a job as a receptionist slash personal assistant at this digital marketing place. And she said, oh, look, they're looking for someone who's a writer, has been of marketing experience, and I thought you'd be perfect for the job. So I said, oh, what have I got to lose? I'm still doing hospitality, uh, finishing up uni. And I just thought, yeah, I'll get some experience. Never worked in an office before, so why not?
1: Eliza had scored her first job in the industry she had been working to get into. And as many do when they are first beginning... She ignored the red flags, which came up before she even got the job.
0: Uh, Well, actually, the first thing that should have been a red flag when I first (laughs) interviewed for the job uh, was that they didn't ask to see any of my uh, portfolio of my writing for a writing job. (laughs) Usually you go in, uh, you've already sent through a couple of attachments with your CV, and they'll be like, yeah, looks good. Um, but she, the, the interviewer, who's the wife of the team, she just said, oh, yeah, uh, how long would it take you to write an article about X, Y, Z? And I said, I don't know. It depends on the article, depends on the content, uh, depends on how many words. She said, no, 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 just tell me how long it'll take you to write. I said, well, I can't answer that question. And we were a bit of a standstill. And eventually she sort of gave up and offered me the job.
1: The company was a startup run by a husband and wife team, and you could tell a lot about the company they ran by the vibe Eliza got when she first started.
0: It was very cold. It wasn't a very welcoming workplace. Uh, There was about eight staff members, uh, and a lot were quite older than me um, and quite reserved, and I struggled to kind of click with anybody or have any sort of... Interaction with them outside of work.
1: In fact, the vibe was straight out difficult with employees pitted against each other.
0: And there were all these sort of expectations on me um, from account managers or from sales that I needed to produce work for various clients without, um, you know, having any breaks or having further understanding of what the client wanted from that task. So... It proved to be a challenging relationship with my colleagues but also uh, just feeling like I wasn't achieving anything in the job that I had accepted.
1: Morale was low all round and Eliza was noticing it in those she worked with.
0: I started to notice that my mate who originally got me the job, she was becoming more and more miserable. Uh, At the end of the day, she would... Uh, leave the job and just look like she was defeated.
1: But Eliza only worked at the company two days a week, so while she sensed something was off, she wasn't yet experiencing it in full. But she did start to learn about it from her catch-ups with her friend.
0: She would grab me and she would just spill her guts and vent to me about all the things that she would have to do in a day and how they were beyond her job description. Um, And... I just said to her, "This is this is beyond anything you need to do. You're not this woman's therapist. Uh, you shouldn't have to be the salesperson as well as the marketing person of this whole uh, startup."
1: Eliza was learning that the company was a miserable place to work, but she was only slowly starting to learn why. This
0: couple didn't really believe in encouraging their employees, saying thank you. Uh, having any sort of direct communication.
1: In fact, it was early on she learnt one of the first rules set by the bosses.
0: It was all very, you do as you're told, you know the place in this business, Uh, don't ask questions.
1: Don't ask questions is a very powerful rule to set, and it often protects nightmare bosses when they start to implement further rules that might be considered unreasonable
0: at best. That was sort of frowned upon that you couldn't take breaks. This is another
1: common rule, because that would allow employees to have a breather, to decompress and maybe realise the situation they were in. Then came the rules about her work, rules that would make things more difficult and keep her too busy to ask questions.
0: I wasn't allowed to talk to any clients. So every time that I had a piece of work that was then an output for a client to review, I was not allowed to liaise with them. I wasn't allowed to talk to them on the phone. If they were in the office, I wasn't allowed to speak to them. Um, Yet I was expected to be able to perfectly understand what they wanted out of my work.
1: Naturally, this caused problems.
0: So you can imagine how many revisions would come back to me, how many hours I would spend trying to understand what that little comment might mean in an email that had been forwarded to me from five other people.
1: After pushing back and requesting leniency over and over again, Eliza was finally given some leeway. But it came with another rule.
0: So when I brought up the fact that it would make life a lot easier, it would bring costs down we'd be so much more efficient they said "Uh, you can have one phone call
1: There were subtle rules too and Eliza discovered these when she tried to improve her position in the company.
0: They didn't provide me any pay slips or a contract so I had no means of Uh, proving this work and I struggled to negotiate my worth financially uh, due to that.
1: But she had slowly built up a working friendship with one or two people in the company and that helped bolster her confidence.
0: So I remember I'd worked there for just about 14 months or so and I wanted to get a pay rise because I knew that from a few passings as the graphic designer and another account manager that I actually did eventually click with. And they mentioned, hey, you're actually worth a fair bit more than what you're getting paid for here. And I said, oh, really? (laughs) This is my first ever corporate job. I didn't know. So
1: then came the moment so many of us hate, especially in our first job, the pay negotiation.
0: So I remember walking in there with my notepads shakingly nervous and I had a whole bunch of points written down that I'd proven my worth, i have been here for a long time uh, I never have a, had a review within 6 or 12 months uh, and I've given so much value to the business and gone above and beyond. Valid points I thought that I brought to the table.
1: She walked in she laid her case and her boss responded.
0: The husbands of the husband wife Boss team sat down and took out his calculator and punched in some numbers. I don't know what sort of maths equation that he was trying to pull out of his ass, but he said, Okay, if you come in for one extra day a week, which he'd been hounding me to do for about six months, I'd currently worked only two days a week. He said, I can pay you an extra $50 for your entire salary on top of what I was already earning, which was
1: Yep, he responded with a rule. She could get slightly more pay, but would need to work more. Which was not something she was in a position to do at the time. So naturally she couldn't agree and there was no pay increase. Then came the truly strange rules.
0: They did come out with this agreement that all the employees had to sign and it was that if an employee had a social gathering uh, where more than four staff members were attending, the entire staff had to be invited.
1: A bizarre rule, and it was enforced. as Eliza remembers her friend actually having to invite everyone.
0: So it meant that for her birthday, she had to invite uh, every single person. The accounts guy, (laughs) 50-year-old guy with two kids uh, definitely didn't want to have to come to that. And the bosses, because they have very uh, fragile egos.
1: Now all these rules kept employees off balance, scared and upset.
0: I was at the point where I was just excited to count down the seconds until 5.30 and I could get out every single day that I was there. And that was
1: good for the bosses, because it meant their employees were too unhappy to question the things they got up to.
0: There was the normal small scale dodginess. I saw them bring in staff to work for free, do all their work experience and then That would essentially be an account manager's job that they're paying someone nothing for.
1: And sure, I think we can admit plenty of companies overuse and abuse interns. But do they do this?
0: They had to invent businesses to continue uh, to work there and to get clients in. It was just nuts. Now, this
1: is pretty big and it led to some clearly illegal behaviour. But let's go back to why they would have to do this.
0: So, at a lot of points, we were struggling to get any work because the bosses didn't treat clients with a lot of respect. Uh, they were quite frank with them. They didn't, I guess, uh, whine and dine them, so to speak, and they didn't really see any point in uh, speaking to clients as though they were an equal Um, It was more, we're going to do this for you. You understand, we're going to give you the best. And they would often fabricate numbers to convince them that they were the best digital marketing agency in the business.
1: They had no clients, so they came up with an inventive solution to deal with the problem.
0: The bosses realised that it was panic mode and they needed to come up with a plan. So one of their plans was to invent businesses. But fake clients don't make money,
1: right? wrong. Here is how it worked.
0: And a lot of the time when you invent a business such as a uh, a course provider, an upskill agency, you can get government funding as a small business. So they would get me to write fake websites, create fake Facebook profiles, Instagram profiles, uh, take photos of clients uh, without their... Uh, approval to use and piece it together as though they were a, a training college that was providing these digital marketing skills.
1: Naturally, this got bad fast. In fact, at one point, things were incredibly dire.
0: And they had about eight of those businesses. They all had different names. They were all associated under the one umbrella that was this company. And at one point, we had more of these fake businesses than we had clients on the books.
1: Eliza was not being paid more. She was doing illegal activity, being controlled by rules and generally being kept off balance. So you can imagine how she felt.
0: It made me feel... (laughs) It made me feel like I was constantly doubting my abilities as a writer because I never got any feedback from them. I never had that follow through from a client to say, oh, I really like that piece or the account managers never came back and said, yeah, so-and-so from blah, blah company really loved that blog post you did. And my colleagues never associated with me outside of work, apart from my one friend who went from personal assistant to account manager, receptionist, to life coach for this one woman who ran the shop.
1: But she stayed there for some time because this was her first job in the industry she wanted to work in. And as so many of us can remember, when we first start, we
0: are really ignorant to
1: our rights.
0: I didn't know any better because I I was ignorant about what the workplace would look like. I didn't know what a corporate uh, workforce, how it operated, how I should be treated by bosses. But I just had this inkling in my gut that it wasn't like this and I deserved better, but I didn't know how to voice that.
1: Eventually she quit but even that provided her with stress.
0: I said to them that I found another job (laughs) and that I quit even though I didn't have another job lined up. I felt like I had to justify it which was a dumb reason and in hindsight I wanted to yell at them and say don't you know how much I'm worth? How despicable have you treated me? And I've seen that many people in and out of their meeting room crying and yelling at them, and I just did not have the courage to do that because they put me down and made me feel so small and like I didn't have a voice there. But she got out,
1: and it was in doing so that she finally realised how bad her job was.
0: The moment of realisation of how... My experience was that this workplace was when I got to the job after that and I was there full time and it was a company that vocally shouted your praises and made you feel special and a really valued employee.
1: Control really is a delicate balance between employer and employee, and it can go wrong drastically. If you enjoyed listening to Eliza's story or any of the other episodes on the podcast, I'd love it if you could give the show a review, a rating, a share, or maybe just mention it to a friend. The more people we tell about this, the more stories I'll get submitted to the podcast and the more stories you get to hear. In fact, if you've got a story you'd like to share, I'd love to hear from you. You can send me a message through my website, samblacker.com, my social media, I work with a nightmare on Instagram or samblacker on Facebook. I'd love to share your story too. I'll be back in two weeks time with another episode. But until then, good luck at work.